Welcome, everybody, to a new exciting episode of Campaigns and Concoctions, where we are a bunch of scurvy scallywags. I'm going to use that from now on because it's awesome. Who uh, like to drink craft cocktails and play TTRPGs. Um, yeah. Yay. So thank you so much, as always, for joining us on this adventure of cooperative storytelling. We are in a bit of a dark mood today. We have been telling kind of dark and, and disturbing jokes. So who knows where this is going to go tonight. But as always, thank you. Um, you can join us on all of our interwebby things. There is a link in the description and the show notes. You can find us on Instagram at Campaigns and Concoctions Pod. Uh, we have, as I just asked, we have no housekeeping things. We have no one who wants to pitch anything. So I'm just going to roll into it. We have drinks. Tell me your drinks. All right. I made two. Um, this one's called, Curtis named this one and it's appropriate. It's called the Golden Demon, especially with that cherry in there now. Fuck yeah. Um, so it's a one and a half ounces white rum, half an ounce of liqueur 43, a third ounce yellow chartreuse, uh, stirred and strained into a chilled glass. Uh, oh, I did garnish it. I don't remember doing that at home. Uh, at home I garnished it with, uh, orange pill, which I expressed. Uh, here we garnished it with a uh, cocktail cherry in the bottom. Um, so yeah, but it's really good. Um, and then the other one I made, I just named it. Uh, it's called the Forced Denison. Denison. Uh, two ounces of mezcal, one ounce amaretto, 0.5 ounces cherry herring, one to two dashes walnut bitters, uh, lemon peel express, and added as a garnish on top. And those are both served up. That sounds quite lovely. You want to talk about yours, Curtis? I made an old-fashioned with uh, rocker whiskey, a little bit of date syrup, some peychaud, some angostura, and a malort. Um, spritz. Spritz. Yeah. Okay. Spritz, glass spritz. Uh, and I think, um, dude, I think it makes it more complex. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm yeah. not saying it's going to go in every cocktail, right? But like, it's not hurting this old fashioned. I think the, right, the thing is. that's hurting this old <laughs> the thing that's hurting this old fashioned. I think is the preconceived notions. Rocker. Oh yeah, like I think <laughs> the that's rocker's it. not good either. But yeah, yeah it's also not good. Well, I didn't want to like use something super nice. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and then word on it. it. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's the malort's not my least favorite part of this drink, which says a lot. <laughs> right, right. From malort. Yeah. Then I don't want to try any of it. Yeah, and I made. Uh, in, in terms of God, we have no God. I like the garnish. I'm gonna stick my nose in it, and it's not gonna work great. <laughs> right. no, I made a, a Penang curry chicken ramen. Uh, that's the cocktail I made. Um, it's delicious, and I'm gonna continue eating it. And if you want the recipe, you can go on my Twitter or on my Instagram. It's like really that. good. All right. That Are you gonna might... have alcohol to be a cocktail, John? Nope. Not by it's definition. A, it's a chicken mock. Chicken mocktail. Mm-hmm. I mean, he put two types of cooking wine in it. There is wine in it. Yeah, there is actually wine. Uh, by, in one of the I many the, the many uh, variations of the different definition of cocktail is just a mixture of things. Yeah, that's true. Well, that's tasty. That's great. So, I believe that was the our quickest run through of drinks ever. Um, <laughs> And because of that, I'm actually going to share what I'm drinking. I'm having a really, a really simple gin martini, but instead of just the two ounces of house gin from Jones, uh, the family Jones, uh, one ounce of dry vermouth, there was also four dashes of orange bitters. It's quite tasty. Uh, but 
with all of that being said, let us now roll into our recap. The last time. One, one second. I just want to explain how good these two drinks that Jared made are. Like, I, we, we undersold them. I'm tasting both of them right now. I'm sorry. Top five drinks for me that have been made in here. Those two drinks, the Forest Denizen and the Golden Demon, are wonderful drinks, and they are not complicated. They are not no, overly sweet. They are wonderful. I'm sorry. Okay. So, the last time that we got together, the party made their way to uh, speak with uh, Yamina Jamari and get the uh, get the the details of this job get paid as well. There, they received the information of what they are seeking to retrieve, which is the mortar and pestle of the three ladies which is some sort of item that is tied in with one of the many personifications of druidic magic. Uh, then there was some more discussions about things, and things happened. Um, I don't remember too much more than that. And then I do know that we were getting ready to head off to the Nine Brothers with L and Sark. Go ahead. It was the conversation with the cavalcade of Ebony and Bone with Scald was the second. That's right. That did happen. That did happen as well. I my my the last two episodes have kind of bleeded bled together in my brain, so I couldn't remember which one was which. Um so yeah, that was also something that very importantly happened was Scald got information on some of the people that he is searching for. Um so yes, that was awesome. Thank yeah, you. Yep. Thank you. Thank you. Um, but at this point, I believe the majority of the party was heading back down towards the boat. And then Sark and L were heading towards nine brothers, unless there was someone else. I don't know if there was anyone else going along with, but yeah, I think that's what I had last. I thought we split three and three. That's what I'm asking. I thought. Uh, well, Patrice and SOA all went to the Conclave together. I think Sid is with us. I believe that's right. Are we okay. going? Let's just go with it. So Sid is going. Sid is going with. No, I don't have in my notes where I went, so I don't know. Uh, there was there was some discussions about Sid's past and her connection with her her friend. So I think that that might have been why Sid was heading with Ellen Sark. Oh, Patrice, you went with them, right? To the thing? I did. I, I'm pretty sure it was just the three of us. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm, I'm with, sure with I yeah, think I'm with That's why Patrice had that, like, one-on-one -on -one moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Talking at the end, that was talking yeah, about... We don't listen to our own podcast. <laughs> sure don't. Always. Don't always listen. <laughs> I did listen to it this week. That tells you where my brain is right now with everything blended <laughs> together. It's the only episode I haven't listened to. So Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's where we're at. Sid is with is with Ellen Sark heading to uh heading with them to the Nine Brothers. Mm -hmm. I think is that is that good with everybody? Yes. So that's where we're going to start. 
So the Nine Brothers are located on that main north-south uh, thoroughfare that basically connected um, the Black Diamond Ale Works to uh, the Order's headquarters. Um, it was about halfway up. And so you see, the two of you see the familiar sign of the Nine Brothers. And that's really all it is. You know, the sign is, you know, it's a typical wood sign. It says Nine Brothers. And there's... Depending on the location, there's always some variation of nine dudes, like drawn out on or carved into the to the sign. But sometimes it's as simple as nine stick figures, and sometimes it's very complex and beautifully carved. This one's somewhere in the middle. It is a very nice carving, but it's not anything spectacular. No paint, just that just the the details have been carved out of the wood. So, uh. Are you guys going to give any warnings to Sid before we roll in, or are you just going to kind of let let her flow, go with the flow? Mm. I was probably not going to give any warnings. I mean, if they thought about it for a second, but then decided it'd be way too entertaining not to. All right. So as you enter, this is a fairly large uh facility uh much larger larger than the one in haven uh this one has an actual waiting area the desk for the secretary assistant is um quite ornate and nice this is a you know there's there's a little bit of like a a coffee stand where you could have some coffee made and as you walk in you notice that sitting at the desk is a goblin man diligently uh, filling out something on his desk. Um, and as he, as you also, as you walk in, you watch someone coming in from the right side in the hallway. Another goblin man comes in and is carrying a small crate that he drops off at the, um, at the desk of the, the secretary. And they both look up at the three of you and the one sitting down says, welcome to the nine brothers. How may we assist you? I reach in under my shirt, pull out the medallion, and just say we need to we need to check in. Well, I'll, I will uh, go ahead. I'll lift mine as well. Okay. I just kind of rested a hand on Sid's shoulder, indicating I Sid's safe. Okay. So there's a there's a shared look between the two goblins, and then the one at the desk reaches under, and you hear that kind of reminiscent click as everything is, is as he reaches under and hits the hidden button uh, unlike in Haven where it's directly behind there is a and it's not the whole wall there's a small hidden door off to the, your left as you're looking that just kind of snaps open and there's a, a light and the secretary stands up and he says my name is Plek and this is Jack and let me inform Uloth that you were arriving uh, your names, if you wouldn't mind. Alan Sark. I'm Sid. Excellence. And he walks over and he pushes open the door. And he announces, Madam Uleth, this is, we have visitors from the home office, it appears. Um, are you ready to receive guests? And you just hear a, a pretty solid grunt, which you, you take for uh, a yes as... Plek opens the door wider and motions you in. 
you enter this room, this one is uh, very sparse. There's not a lot of, except uh, all of, there's no decoration. Everything here is like the, um, like storage of papers and scrolls and books. And it seems that everything here has a purpose. You see sitting at a very plain table, not even a desk, just a table, a, uh, a very solid full orc woman. And as the three of you walk in, she stands up and she says, greetings. I am Olath. I am the master of this, of this establishment. And she looks at the, uh, the two of your, uh, emblem. She says, oh, that is, uh, Pleck, please shut the door quickly. And as the three of you enter, you hear the door click. Um, it says, um, and she pulls up three three chairs and says, "Well, welcome to the Talcabahad branch of Nine Brothers. Um, I see that you are here on most likely some rather important business." Um, and eyes turn to Sid and says, um, "Madam, I notice that you do not have a symbol. Are you on the employ?" Of this organization as well? A partner to us as individuals, but motives parallel the organizations. Excellent. Trustworthy, I assume. You wouldn't have brought her here otherwise. Indeed. All right. Well, what is it that our office can do for you? At the moment, we're not... We're not here for any official business. We're passing through, but as we were as we were passing through, we stumbled upon a job opportunity from the uh, from Mage House. Wanted to see if you had any more information about uh, the mortar and pestle of the three sisters. Yes. Three ladies. Three ladies, three sisters, whatever. Druidic magic. For concerns against Mage House receiving such an item. It's a separate question. Hold on. All right. So, um, I'm assuming that these this mortar and pestle is a magical item of some sort it's not something i am familiar with not a name that i know of um i will say that the order i don't know if they you ever got the name but they are they, they are officially known as the order of ethereal change they're the leaders of not only this city but two others um they're constantly in search for magical items um it has been quite some time since they have contracted outside help to find one, though. So this does imply to me that there is a significant level of importance to the leadership here in, in Talcabahan. Um, I am not overly concerned about returning the item to the order. They are generally have been seen by us as a organization for the greater good. Um, 
nothing they have done in the last couple of centuries have really sparked our attention in the negative. Um, they are generally just, they're open with their magic in a, in a more unique sense than most other magical organizations in the world. So as of right now, I would say no, there is no concern from our organization about returning said item to to them. I will reach out to my my information sources to see if anything has changed, but as of right now, that is the best information I can give you. What was that? Was Order of Latin Chain? Uh, Order of Ethereal Change. Ethereal Change. Okay. Thank you. I'll, I'll take out the list of names that we have from Scald and hand it over. We'll set it on the desk and so these are also some names that are of interest to another party of ours. Willing to pay for information as well. But we were going to try and cut them a friend's rate. Well, obviously, this is going to take a little bit of time. Of course. We'll have to check our files and see if there's anyone that we can reach out to. And But other than that, we will definitely we will put a little bit of priority on this for you, as, as you are members of our organization. Um, is there anything that you need from me specifically? Items? Anything other than information? We've got a few casks of Haven Reserve that we uh, may have forgotten to mention when we docked. Okay. And uh, how many casks and um, how much are you wanting to get for it? Are you looking at standard consignment rates for the family, or are you looking to sell outright? I believe we're looking to sell outright. Okay. Um, would you like the Nine Brothers to act as, the, as an intermediary, uh, uh, intermediary, and are our standard uh, middleman rates acceptable to you and your crew? Standard middleman rates for family, which is what you are considered, is um, 10%. I thought I had that written down. I, I believe that would be acceptable, but as I'm not, we're not the only parties, we would have to discuss. Will you let us know? And um, we, can, we, we will take everything into hand as long as you give us, make sure that we have proper access to your ship, we can do this in a way that no one will know that those barrels will ever on your ship. At the moment, I don't think I have anything else other than to just let, um, the, let the boss know we're on the way. Sark and L is, are headed his way. Is that what you're, the message you're wanting to uh, to relay? Yeah, we're, we're in Talkabahad. We're headed back towards Tinkermere. I will uh, send that message. Uh, how many shall he, shall he expect? Um, if he wants to meet our side party, 
There's four additional. Four additional. All right. Um, um, any other uh, messages that we need to we need to rely on? Any other additional information that we are that you are seeking? I'm going to set the dragon ring on the table okay. from the dragonborn and be like, we do not know what this does. It came off of a infernal dragonborn is the best description. And while I may be known to be brash at times, that does not sound particularly interesting to attempt. And since this is a city of mages with a little better research-minded stuff, anything you can find on it will be fine. We're probably about two weeks out from coming back with the job. We're headed to the Northern Mountains. Okay. Um... Ooh, the northern mountains. What what is it up that way that that's where is that where you have been uh informed that this item lies? That is their best guess. Okay, so I'm gonna let me point you off in a small piece of direction there. There is a there's a lar- rather large village up near the base of the blood teeth. That is the name of the northern mountains. Uh it is Strawwich. S-T-R-A-W-I-C-H. It is one of the many oases that the desert tribes have established on their their many paths. Um, we have a contact in the village. Yalthar Gorlax is his name. He is a dragonborn. Yarthar. What was the last name again, please? Yalthar Gorlax. Also, whoever's erasing. Oh, no, that might be me writing on the table. Okay. The table is wobbly. Uh, yeah. Is it Gorwich? Yalthar? Yalthar Gorlax. At first break, I may set up the other stand to be off the table. It's all good. We'll get that figured out. Um, well, thank you for that. Is there anything that you need done by... <clears throat> Nominally independent parties. As of this moment, no. Um, we are a fairly well-established outpost here in Talcabahad. Um, I have my connections throughout the different organizations even within the order itself um so i am i don't really have much of an independent thing right now um as always if you're here and back we will definitely utilize you if necessary if something pops up but as of right now um we really are kind of in the midst of anything so we will definitely take some time and and look for these uh these items that you have for your your friends and your compatriots so if uh, there's anything else as well, we would we, I would gladly take a look. Madam Ulof, um, can you look for anything like me? And I pull up like my pull down my actually I'll pull down my kind of collar of my shirt and show my um, hardware of like the 
the dragon blood and the the cogs mm-hmm. and see if if there's anywhere else besides um the legation that has any magic users whose magic comes from an infusion of 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 dragon blood so she gets up from behind the desk and she kind of she very gently kind of caresses down your neck as she pulls open your to get a, a better look at your at your um at at your the inner workings of of your attachments and um you know orcs aren't necessarily known for their uh their gentleness but she is uh surprisingly deft in her in her movements um very dexterous um and she gets really she gets right up in your shit right she is looking right up at your at your mechanics and says ooh this looks like something personally for me from home in tinkermere Oh. I don't know if that's the case or not, but I will definitely take a peek. You said this is dragon's blood. Yes, that is, that is what it is. We will, um, by chance, we will eventually find ourselves in Tinkermere. Once our side, side just wants to drink because I rolled a natural twenty to see if Sark was or was not going to do something. So, <laughs> drink, motherfucker! Drink, motherfucker! Drink. <laughs> Always paying attention to those dice rolls. That twenty. You were saying in the future, if we could let someone finish the sentence, just that way we we don't. Um, yeah, we'll be in Tinkermere, so I'll, I'll be sure to search around there and ask around. I wouldn't necessarily try to search around too much. As long as you're in the in the, the company of these two, you will have some access to information that the average citizen may not. Um, if I don't have anything when you return, I will make sure to forward anything that I find to the boss. And he look, she looks at the two of you, Ellen Sark, and says, and I will have it addressed to the two of you. Apparently, um, you two have a much better and closer relationship with the boss than I. Yeah, that's kind of new. It happens. It's never planned to be at that level, I will tell you. I got found in his coffee table. That's even newer. Um you're the one, though. I, I, I've heard about you. I've heard about you. So, well, my dear, and she looks at you, which is hilarious, considering how much younger she is than you, uh, Sid. Yeah. Uh, and we will see what we can find about this. That will probably take some time. Um, oh. But if you were in good graces with other people, there's a chance that you may be asking, being able to ask these questions of people who have um, better sources than I. Well, it, it's no problem, madame. Uh, just don't have any leads at the moment and hoping to get lucky and stumble upon someone who who can bring a fresh scent to my trip to the trail. Well, that's what we do. So, but if there's nothing else that I can provide for you, um, feel free to uh, stop by anytime. Jack and Plaque will definitely take care of you when they're not bickering like old wives between each other. So I you wish will, you good hunting. You know about the uh, the deal with the barrels of reserve. 
And if if you need to leave at some point, just let us know. And if you're coming back this way, we can get it then too. Excellent. I will bow as we make our way out. I will leave with Sark, making sure Sid goes in front of us, or making sure Sid leaves too. So she's also gonna she's gonna give you a map of Strawworth or st- coordinates or something. She's gonna give you directions of easily how to get there. So Strawwitch. I was about to say, okay. I'm glad I got that one right. So as we as we leave the building, I'm gonna turn to Sid. So who are you looking for? For my best friend, my comrade for life. She's taken from the last battle I ever fought before being. Um, What's the term? Uh, discharged from the military. Taken by who? Don't know. That's what I'm trying to figure out. Just came halfway across the world because the only hint I found was a year after she was gone. I found a, a little monic. Well, what I thought was just an inconsequential souvenir of Haven, but turns out it's actually made from Haven's skull itself. That's odd. Fucking odd, yeah. Does this... Does this friend have a name? Uh, yes. Fuck. Uh... That generally makes it easier to find somebody. Sorry. Uh... Why don't I have her name written down closer at hand? Uh, this is Shavat Brahm. She's, uh... What were the circumstances of her disappearing? She, I'm assuming she was military like you. Yeah, we were on, uh... An exploit, um, mission. It feels like we were double-crossed or something. Um, they came out of nowhere and they, they took her. Uh, Where were you? I don't know if I actually wrote that down. We'll add that to a backstory later. I don't think I actually have that. Like, we was not specific about where. I was going to run through the whole investigative set of questions, where it happened, what they were doing there, who might have been... I mean, I mean, would it have been somewhere in the expanse? Since that's where it's yeah. from. Yeah, somewhere in the expanse. Most likely somewhere in the northern dragon's teeth, or the southern dragon's teeth, between uh, the the Grand Regency and the Legation. That's most likely the case. Or the only other option would be the Brudal. We can work that out in here you know, on yeah. a break. Yeah. No, I don't think we have that figured out. So I, I won't, I won't waste the time with it then. But yeah, he is going to go through the whole, try to pull every piece of information you know about it. Okay. We'll we'll fill in that 
later, y'all. Alright. So as the those three were seeing uh the nine brothers, is there anything uh that Skald, uh Patrice and uh SOA would like to do? Aside from shopping. That's right. Let's go ahead and get that knocked out. What did you need? I know you sent me stuff. I forgot. I definitely would like to go to uh, purchase some components. What do you, what components? Um, uh, back guano and some other things like along those like mundane components. Okay. Nothing. Mundane. Okay. Nothing. Nothing like big for a big spell. Or has a has a gold amount to it. No, I'm not to go shopping for the fancy shit. <laughs> yeah, you are. So as you were walking back, go ahead and make a perception check for me, please. That's a three. That's it, just a three? Yep. Yeah, you have no you you cannot seem to see anything. I, you're so distracted by the information that you received from SOA as you were sitting in the, the convocation of, of Ebony and Bone that um, you are lost at this point. You don't know exactly what to make of your situation. So because of that, you're not really paying attention as you're walking. Notice if there is any kind of store that would be able to sell you those kind of items. Stop rolling poorly, dude. Come on. I want to give you shit. <laughs> Okay. Um, going to uh, ask my buddy SOA to help me look for a uh, magic shop of sorts. For perception. Yep. Well, it's better than a three. Um, Thirteen. Yeah, you I have no you have no problem seeing something right away. Uh, it's just a, it's a simple sign that you see that looks like, um, like the alchemical version of like that, like the mortar and pestle for a, a pharmacy that you see. It's the, it's like a cauldron and a spoon, right? That's what you're saying. So you, you see one that's right there, pretty much like right across the street from where you're at. But Patrice, like, like that magic shop over there, or you need like a different magic shop. You just have all the answers, don't you, SOA? I don't I don't want to. Yeah, that makes sense. To those that is afforded much. Don't 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 kill the messenger. I just I just I'm sorry. You don't need to be sorry. I'm just you know. My paradigms are shifting. Do not mean to ruin your day. You want to go shopping? Maybe that'll make us feel better. I want to go shopping. Let's go in this store over here and let's like spend all Have of. Do you ever not want to go shopping? I have too much money. I need to go shopping. <laughs> yeah, I think we need to spend all this money. <laughs> Actually, Esway has more money than she knows what to fucking do it. So, I've been very generous these last couple campaigns I've run with my money because the first two campaigns I ever ran, I didn't give them any any y'all fucking money, right? I feel like money is a it's, a it's a really hard thing to make 
interesting in D and D. It is. It's very hard. So anything that you need, Patrice, is going to be available to you there if it's simple spell components. Um, we'll say, like, how much spell components are you needing? Are you like needing to replenish all of your stock, or like, you just need to top off two or three spells just to top off? Um, we'll say probably for that because a lot of these are just kind of basic basic ingredients. We'll say. Like, and eyeballs and stuff. Yeah, we'll say a gold piece. Sounds great. Do they have any uh any any fun and exciting magical items in this magic shop? Uh go ahead and roll an investigation check for me, please. Ooh. That is a 17. Ooh, that's not bad. All right. Let me see here. I also roll to find interesting magical items. Okay. Go ahead. That's going to be terrible. I think that's like a nine. Yeah. Um, let's see here. Hold on. I got to find the right one here that I was looking for. Um, SOA, as you make your way to the back, you see... Uh, so fun reference for anyone who's ever lived in Colorado. You guys would all know this. They have those stone and gem stores that they have in small towns. <coughs> small towns. You mean across the street from my fucking apartment? Yeah. That, well, technically, Littleton is kind of a small town. It just happens to be a suburb of a large city. Um, That's totally fair. Littleton's a pretty tiny town. Um, and frankly, Denver's just a slightly larger town. You're not so. wrong. It's just, it's just it's got a lot of the accoutrement of a large city. It's just not a large city. Um, but you know the that they have that tub of gems, right? That you can reach in that are like anthracite and shit like that, right? Nothing that's important. But uh, this, you see this, and it gives a little special glow. Get Is this line. an investigation check to find things? Well, yeah. this uh, I was doing this as you were purchasing stuff, so. Cool. I would I, I rolled for magical items as well to look around to peruse the the stocks that are there. The and uh, I used. You, you were buying stuff. I know, but I wanted to look for stuff too. But they were you were buying stuff. Let me do this. Okay. Okay. You find. God, now I lost where I fucking was, dude. Um, dude, I'm fucking dead. All right, we're going to take a real quick break so I, I get caught back up to where I was, and we'll be right back, guys. All right. Welcome back, everyone, to Campaign to Concoctions, where we all have ADD uh, and get lost pretty quickly and when, when things get, get a little outside of our bounds. Uh, so, drinks, before we roll it back into the, the magic shop. What do we got for drinks? All right. Uh, I made a sidecar with a substitution of the orange curacao slash Cointreau um, as a, a Berna, and 
it's pretty delicious. I'm not gonna say it's the greatest drink on the planet, but I feel like there's something to be explored in uh, just replacing that orange with different Amaros and finding your right Amaro. Mm -hmm. John's really excited to try the gargoyle. Yeah. And I really want to try it with the plum Amaro and hand it over to Dustin and see what Dustin's opinion is. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> Although that might be kind of sandbagging the cocktail itself because we already know how he feels about the plum. You can also <laughs> taste it. That's true. That's <laughs> true. He can give it an honest opinion. That's not true. Just a, oh, it's, it's a plum. It's a plum. It's a great plum. Good. Good. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else? Do we get? Do we have any other any other drinks or just the one? Besides whatever John's drinking straight out of the, <laughs> he's drinking neat scotch. I'm pretty sure. I'm drinking Lafroig neat, and so am I. Yes, and so is Curtis. <laughs> so, all right. Well, to get back to where we were, so you see the the uh, SOA. You see this kind of uh, bowl of gems. There appears to be like four distinct colors in them. Um, they are definitely putting off some sort of magical energy that you can get just kind of off the the the, the bin, off just looking at it. Um. <laughs> Sorry, double checking my spell list. <clears throat> can I can I cast detect magic to just kind of get a idea of, of what these sure are in the magic shop? It's just like <laughs> yeah, yeah it's so much magic. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I hear it. <laughs> right. You're just gonna hold the rocks up to my ears. That's like Matt's already knows what it's like when you when you're full of uh, ridiculous amounts of magic, and the character actually loses a scent or a, a one of the uh, the five senses. It happens. <laughs> that happened in the other game. Uh, so you are uh, you're doing sa sound again. Yeah. For your your sense of, of it. Um, da -da 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 -da. Uh, you're definitely getting arcane magic. Transmutation from the creation process. And... Uh, da, 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 da. There is a weird school of magic that you've never never heard before. You're not quite sure what it is. Because I gotta make something up because it's an, it's an item, so I don't know. <laughs> But you, did you say there were four of these? There's so there there's a whole pot of them, right? And there are there are many of them, but there are four distinct colors of each of them. There's a clear one, a red one, a blue one, and a green one. Okay, so I'll, I'll grab one of each color, and like is there like a a bright like price on the on the on on the the, the the pot here or is it just so they're gonna be 15 gold a piece okay yeah this is the downside of you guys walking into magic do, shops you just do, have so is, much is, fucking is there, money is there, is there <laughs> any sort of discount for, for for buying the whole set doesn't say 
just says 15 apiece. Well, I'm going to ask for a discount for buying the whole set. Uh, they're going to say no. <laughs> okay, fine. You guys have so much fucking money. Come on. Right. I know. I like, right, right, like, that's what it's 15 apiece. Okay. That should be 60 gold pieces total. Yeah. Uh, and then, Curtis, while this transaction's going, uh, go ahead and, and either tell me the total that you had or reroll a perception check. Uh, because what's going to happen is, as you see Sway come up with these gems, that's going to pique your interest, and you're going to turn around and want to take a peek. Am I rolling investigation or perception? I think we did investigation on that one, right? That's yes. Okay. Uh, I used um, magical guidance to use a sorcery point to re-roll a d20, and I used favored by the gods to add 2d4 to it, and I got a 20... Two. Look at you go. Okay, so this is what we're going to do then. What's so magic? I need you, Curtis, Curtis, to tell me what Patrice would be most interested in. What do you think an like a type of item? So let me give you a couple of options, right? This is not to say that there's anything like this in the store, but there are some options. Would something, and this is just going to be purely off of aesthetic appearance, like a figurine? a piece of jewelry um a book um what would what what kind of item would interest patrice the most um he'd be he'd probably be drawn to a figurine but probably more likely to a book least likely to to jewelry well it it didn't have to be what was on the list anything any if there's anything else you can think of yeah, I, I, he he's he thinks that his hands are pretty empty, and everybody else seems to like carry stuff and hold stuff while they're in combat. And he was like, you know, I could probably use a staff. I could probably use something okay. in my yeah. Okay. yeah. Get a guy every once in a while, maybe is, you know. Is that what he's is that what he's thinking? Oh yeah, that's definitely what he's thinking. Okay, I, mean, I got I got to get that text message you sent me here real quick. Hold on, that one on I think it was Thursday night. I'll send you a new text message. Oh, there was one that told me exactly. Yep, I'm doing the same thing. Got it. I got it already. Okay. So, you are automatically drawn to a fairly simply made wooden staff. No, sorry, glass staff. That is kind of tucked away in a corner. There's just kind of like... It looks like there are just old wooden and metal walking sticks. And you find this one staff that's really appealing to you. Um, and you pick it up. And there is a price tag on it. We will say... It's going to be 45 um, gold pieces. I'm sure I'm undervaluing all of these items that I'm selling to you guys. <laughs> oh, no. Because oh, no. I, I very rarely sell magic items. I make you work for them. In this case, you guys just all rolled pretty decent except for gold. <laughs> yeah. 
It yeah. happens. Shit. Well, it's okay. The, the person who wants to spend money. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm has probably spent the most money. Yeah. I'm basically just wandering around, just like like picking things up and putting them down. No idea what I'm looking at. <laughs> are there any like no, are there any flasks that would catch magic. his attention in this it's, shop? Uh, not in this shop. That would uh, there there is not something that you would find in a magic shop. That anything that that are you talking about a flask that has a liquid in it? Y- yeah. That would be <laughs> at some at an alchemist shop. So oh. There's okay. a distinction, and this is something that it would be common knowledge for your players to know. I don't know if I've actually told you guys this, but in the in the world itself, a magic shop is purely crafted items, and anything potion-related or certain like really high-valued magic items would come from an alchemist shop. Because um, wizards don't make as much stuff in my world as much as alchemists do. Like wizards imbue stuff, like they can imbue some power stuff. But if you're looking to make potions or to craft certain types of magical items that's going to be an alchemist or an artist which is basically an artificer right Mm -hmm. that's fucking perfect is what that is i thought of you first i thought of him second i need that in real life (laughs) yeah i know i mean it kind of does that anyway we're not wrong we're we're taking out of context uh patrice is going to walk up to the the salesperson and like swiftly purchase this item. Okay. The staff of glass. Cool. Is there anything else that the three of you would like while you're here in the shop? Is there any good-looking jewelry? There are plenty of objects of beautiful pieces of jewelry. Also, some kind of bland ones as well. Please just randomly buy uh-huh. a piece of jewelry. Are there any just like plain like silver or platinum like bands like rings yeah yeah uh-huh. um i'll go ahead and buy one of those roll roll a d4 for me please huh? four okay so you buy a ring that looks like a signet ring Oh. But um, has no marking on it. You know how you see those flat signet rings that have no no mark yeah. on them. That's what you have right there. Um, we're gonna say uh, we're gonna say the same price as the staff. Forty five gold pieces. Okay. I'm the worst at giving prices for anything. I believe that's why I spent the most. Money. Forty-five, you said, right? Yep. Gold. Yes, sir. <clears throat> I'm so glad that the internet doesn't correct us like it, they do with the bigger podcasts because I'm sure that they would be shitting on me right now. Oh, you're just you're giving away things too cheaply. Fuck you. Let my players have magic items. Do you know how long it takes to look that up in the freaking DM guide? Uh, it really isn't prices. I mean, two fifty also just took a job for three hundred platinum, so it doesn't really fucking matter, right? Right. <laughs> All right. Um, cool. Are there? Is there anything octopus themed anywhere in here? Uh, not here. Okay. Um, 
there is a very distinct lack of anything octopi related within this town. Gotcha. Um, what about patches? Are there any any like cool looking eye patches in this place? Uh, not here. Okay. Right. <laughs> but I appreciate the look. Yeah. You gotta sell, gotta sell the aesthetic. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, stuff around here is mostly the aesthetic around here is mostly birds of prey um and um interesting and interesting. large and great and great cats like like uh hmm. jaguar but not like lions but like jaguars um, yeah, yeah. things like that so that's the kind of imagery just yeah. thinking uh and it's also in the the flowing text of um in like infernal style like yeah that's, so I know, please, please, Internet, do not take this the wrong way. But, like, Arabic script is infernal for me, and I think it's really pretty. So, <laughs> and that, that's what Tiefling speaks. So, that's that's the only reason why we're going that way. <laughs> so, it's okay. not meant to be any kind of negative connotation. I think Arabic is beautiful, both as a written and spoken language. Also, infernal, like, it's not necessarily a bad thing. I know, but it's the Internet. Yeah. <laughs> I have to put caveats out there on that shit. So. Honestly, in the games that we we run and play, it's most often the Celestials that are the douchebags. So. Very true. <laughs> yeah, elves. Yeah, elves. A lot of elves are, are shitty. Um, so, is there anything else from from SOA Scald and Patrice as as we are uh, coming out of the uh, the shop? All right. So we're gonna. We rewind a little bit back to the conversation between um, L and Sid, and here is kind of the Cliff Notes events. Sid was leading an, a, a patrol a little bit outside of her normal duties, as at this point she was the... Uh, Sergeant of the Dagger. Sergeant, Sergeant of the Dagger, which is the senior enlisted role of the Legion of the Dagger, which is the special operations unit of the Legation of Crypsis military. Her and her teammate and her team were on a, a uh, reconnaissance and possible sabotage mission against the Grand Regency of Bridgehold, which has been a long-standing kind of cold war between the two of them, but tensions had been rising and still are rising greatly within the last five years. And as part of this is that many of the forces of the Regency had been making camps and, and setting up observation posts in acknowledged uh, kind of free man zones where militaries were not supposed to be without outside of, of war, hence the, the reaction of the legation. But in this case, previously, there had been some observation and some reconnaissance done in a way where this route should have been cleared of enemy and opposition forces. And this is why uh, Sid believes that the uh, the ambush that she was a part of was um, pre-planned, as well as the fact that there were a few members of the, um, the Crimson Guard along with it, which are the secret police of the Grand Regency. And they are, they're not the worst, but they are pretty... Uh, xenophobic for against certain uh, types of, of species outside of elves, humans, halflings, uh, gnomes. And so because of that, they were the assault was particularly brutal and 
the fact that uh, Sid's te teammate and companion sacrificed herself so the rest of the team could get away was pretty pretty shitty. It's a pretty left a pretty sour taste in Sid's mouth. So that was the explanation that she gave you, L, as you walked away. That's it. Well, with you, Jared. The crimson, yeah, the crimson guard are part of the regency. Yeah, they're the secret police of the regency. Uh, think uh, Inquisition in 40k, but more racist. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> they're less brutal. They're just more racist. That's okay, so I identified them. Yes, you would have identified them. Uh, and you know what? There's actually an offshoot of theirs that has been officially uh, disavowed by the Regency that's even worse. <laughs> Some will say that the Regency actually pays them off the books to be just horrible. So, Cool. Perfect. Thank you, Morgan. You're welcome. Uh, L, Sid, if, if you guys want have any questions about that, I feel free to ask. I will answer. I was, I was going to go into try to go into way more detail than that. Even dates, when when stuff happened, who gave orders, yeah. all of that. So it's like two years ago. Sid will have all of that detail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wasn't planning on role playing all of that because right, no, Sid has all that detail. Perfect. <laughs> We've all read enough bad sci-fi and fantasy that we're like, we can gloss over this. Uh -huh. <laughs> Well, I don't want to have to try and go back through my uh, my own created calendar, as simple as it is, to two years ago <laughs> and give you dates of this patrol that happened on <laughs> side of the world. Tuesday. <laughs> it was a Tuesday. It was a Tuesday. It can't be a Tuesday because Tuesdays don't exist. <laughs> it's always a Tuesday. It could be a Tuesday. It might exist. <laughs> I wish Tuesdays didn't exist. After, after I finish, that conversation with Sid is probably going to take a while. Yep. We get back to the ship and sit down, and Elle's taking notes. I need to get an eye patch in my life. <laughs> <laughs> how do you, you hear that? How do you not own an eye patch in my life? I don't know. All of John's characters are just reincarnations of himself. The aspects. It, it wouldn't have been a Tuesday. It would have been a paha. There we go. <laughs> I love it. I do. I do need an eye patch, though. <laughs> I'm sorry, Matt. You have to hear all these weird times. Sorry, I get it. So, uh, at this point, we'll say that everybody has reconvened back at the Sherline. It's getting to be late afternoon. Um, what would the six of you like to do? I'll uh, grab I bought some rocks. What do they do? <laughs> <laughs> As I'm trying to gather everybody, I'm assuming SOA asked me that, so I yeah. will cast Detect Magic. Identify. Yeah, identify. Sorry. All right, so here's what you have. You have four Outer Essence Shards. Ooh. The clear is lawful. Hmm. The red is chaotic. Interesting. The blue is good. And the green is evil. So those yeah. are the properties. And then uh, here in a bit, I will... It Or actually, the, the easiest way... I'm just going to give you guys a page number. It is page 134 of Tasha's Cauldron of Everything. 
thank Curtis for that. He sent me a very good list of magic items over the last week that is stupid long and really good. <laughs> there were t- 10 or 12. I looked at it. Thank there, you, Curtis. There were 63 total. Oh, no. Jared, the one, the one got- you saw was just for you. Sorcerer, yes. <laughs> You're crazy, Curtis. I love getting the message of, you two are fun to shop for. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you, you guys, it's, like, it's just like, I started at the bottom of, like, uncommon and common items, and, like, just there's just some fun things in there where I'm like, oh, gosh, like, what would L do with a bottle of endless smoke? I don't know, but I want to find out. Right, right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I want to find out. <laughs> okay, well, I, so, as... Gonna, as Go ahead. Uh, so I don't use a spell slot for it. Okay. That's what I was about to ask. As you're identifying, do you want to identify anything else? I, I would have told, while I was identifying it, because it's going to take a while, I would have told that's why to go grab everybody else. Because we need to make a decision on something. And then if somebody else showed up with something for me to identify, I'd do it then, too. Okay. Um... John, I need you to roll a D100 for me, please. Nope. <laughs> because I, I'm going to find out what this ring is. 84. Okay. Is there a table for that? There is, isn't there? For like... Oh, there's a table for everything on the internet. Okay. Yep. Uh, oh. this, this one is a, a table I just created in my head right now. Um, because I use I use D one hundreds a lot, so I'm I'm pretty good at making a ta- at making those tables on pretty, pretty quickly. So, well, I'll be I'll be giving these shards to Sid and uh, Patrice because they're yeah, sorcerer they, specific. Yes, they are. Oh. High five! <laughs> and then, uh, do you give your staff to be identified, um, Patrice? I do. It's exactly what you think it is. It is a staff of defense. Beautiful. And then, uh, Scald, you ah. you have a ring of gin sum- summoning. Oh, oh, hell yeah, you do. <laughs> what? I don't know that. Because you didn't hand it off? I, why would I hand it off? I just bought a pretty ring. Unless somebody saw me buy it and it says something about it. Patrice was, did not see you buy it. Did SOA see him buy it? I mean, do you want to roll for that? Okay, so probably, but also SOA probably wouldn't be like, hey, you need to find out what this shit does. She just assumes that you know. Why would would you assume that I know? I don't do magic. She's a teenager. You don't do magic. But you do do magic. You picked this thing out, you bought it. If you needed... Right, like if you needed to figure out what it did, you would ask L, right? Like I don't need to tell you to ask L. You just fault. you can handle your shit. So you, you asked you asked L what it what you wanted it, right? That's what, huh? that's what I was asking. You asked L to identify it, right? I did. Okay. For, for, so for, it, my, for the stuff that I bought because I was no, that's what I'm saying. I don't know what they do. Yeah. I thought yeah, I thought Skull did. Skull asked too. No, I did not ask. No. Okay. But, so. That's what it is, but Skull doesn't know. Yeah, so like I was probably standing there while you guys were getting your stuff identified, and I was like, oh, that's really cool. And if you were paying attention, you might see a ring on my hand. 
I mean, it's, it's 11 minutes per item, so yeah. you got a little while. <laughs> um, you want to text me what it does and how it activates, and I'll put all those notes in, but we're just going to assume that, that Skelb doesn't know that yet. Well, I can, I can send it to you, but because, because you don't know what it is, it does require attunement. And gotcha. since you don't do magic, I don't think you would have attuned. You would attune to it. What do you have to do to attune? You have to sit. You have to do your. The, I don't know. We've never actually discussed that. What what an attunement looks like. You basically use a short rest. You have to sit for an hour and do something to it, right? I don't know what it would be. It requires an active component yeah. of you focusing or concentrating. Gotcha. On gotcha. The item. Yeah. All right. Well, for right now, I don't know. Okay. Cool. I will. I will keep that note though, and at some point. Because you know what's going to happen is someone's going to cast Detect Magic, and yeah. someone's going to look and be like, you have a magic ring, dude. Yeah, and I'm going to be like, what? Which one? <laughs> <laughs> Probably going to be hell. <laughs> yeah. So we'll do that. We'll do that. Uh, just put it in your notes, if you would, John. Yep. Ring of um, Jin Summoning. Yep. I've got it. So after, after I finish the hour of identifying objects. <laughs> um, I'm going to stand up, stretch a little bit, and just be like, okay, so we got... We have an... Well... The Nine Brothers have offered to play middleman for our uh, Haven Reserve that we forgot to mention when we docked. They'll, they'll take a 10% cut, and then the rest is us. And all we have to do is tell them to come pick it up. Yeah, requires no work on our part. We don't have to get it off the ship. We just have to tell them it's here. Okay. We're good. And then we'll pick up the money when we come back. How much are we getting for it? I'm pretty sure we can set the price, and they just take a 10% cut. Okay. So for so Ellen Sark, you know that traditionally how this works for them is that they're gonna do, they're gonna take they'll take the item and then they will sell it for the most amount that they can they can get. So they're not gonna set a price in a contract with you guys, especially coming through through family like you guys. But you know because it's coming from you that they're gonna set uh, they're gonna find the highest price available. We don't we don't know the the actual price for it. They're going to sell it for us. Gotcha. But they're doing all the legwork. Sure, sure. And only taking a 10% cut. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can we set a minimum price? Probably not. Hmm. We can always ask. Yeah. We can ask, but it's... We're already making... We make at least our money back, you know? Yeah. Uh, hmm. how, much, how much did we spend on it? 25 per barrel. Gold per barrel? Mm-hmm. And we're looking to get... This is Nate asking, not because I know we had this conversation. I just don't have it in my notes, apparently. We have seven casks at 25 per cask. And in order for it to be a reasonable profit at a 10% cut, I think that we need to sell them for like at least 35. So we would net 32, Mm -hmm. right? Would I have an idea how how expensive something? Like a rare whiskey like that would be, even if it's not great, but something that's hard to find. Rum. Yep. Yeah, rum, not whiskey. Well, I don't know if L would not necessarily know the difference. Right. Yeah, probably not. (laughs) 
I feel like Skeld has definitely sold stolen rum before. Um, but like he's not, and he's probably familiar with this rum too, right? I mean, yeah. if it's it's a well-known rum for it is. pirates. Yeah. Yeah. It would be it it's the equivalent of of a Kirk and Sweeney. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Of a it's not quite a bamboo XL. Right? Sure. But it's it's up there. Yeah. You know, it's something that's 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 worth the money. Yeah. It's it's rarity is really what gives it its its cost. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the fact that it's only produced on one island through and you're not sure exactly what it is because it's a typical rum, right? Sugarcane, all those kinds of th- that distill it, but um there's something unique about it that does give it a very a very unique flavor, and it is it is rare. It's it's really hard to find outside of the island of Haven. So, all right, yeah, let's go for it. We'll keep one cask for ourselves. I'm okay with that. So six casks. Yeah, and uh, and to make sure that we actually turn a profit on it, right? What does that need to be then? Uh. 35 a barrel. 7 times 25 is 31 and a half per barrel. We paid 25. That's 6.5 gold per barrel profit. That's Yeah, if we sell it at 30 or more, we're turning a profit, but then take out their 3 gold. Mm -hmm. That would take us down to making 1 gold per cask. So it's got to be somewhere around thirty-five for us to make a profit. Okay, I think well, we, we bought it. If it was twenty-five there and it's rare here, I think it's a pretty good bet we're going to get more than thirty. Yeah, that's fair. And they're going to put in the work to get the best yeah. price possible for us. Nice, nice. All right, so we can tell them we have six six casks. We're going to let the captain know that we have friends coming to relieve us of our casks, and yeah. that the officers will get. At least a tasting of her own cask, if not mm-hmm. oh, yeah. a oh, percentage yeah. of profit. Absolutely. We should probably separate out the cask we're keeping, just to make life easier. Yeah, you can go in the cupboard you have in your bed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you might have one in your bed too. I'm not sure how you. I'm not sure yet either. <laughs> <laughs> if not, I could probably put one in. It's not a terrible idea. <laughs> okay, so we're gonna do that. I need to go shopping for some alchemy ingredients. Right. So, uh, El needs to go shopping. Does anyone else need to? It, other, I know Patrice, uh, SOA, and Skald are probably good for the for the evening. There's probably nothing else. Um, anyone else want to go with El as he goes shop as he goes shopping? Yeah, I'll go shopping. <laughs> Okay. Sark will go out with them, but he's not going in any stores currently. He's going to go wander the back alleys and find children to give fruit to. That's <laughs> fair. <laughs> I'll go with Al. Okay. <laughs> so it's go ahead and end as you were rolling up north on the main. The main. This is like so the main that main north drag strip is also the main kind of like central business district. So go ahead and roll a perception check as you're walking to see if you can find an alchemist shop. Uh, that's a 13, I think. Uh, sorry. Uh, yeah, you, it takes you a little while, but you find an alchemist shop that is closer to Mage House. It is 
a fairly well off one. This is a, this is a really nice alchemist shop. Like when you walk in, you can you can tell that there's a high quality ingredients, high quality high quality of everything. So uh, fairly nice. Uh, what is it that I know you you've sent me the list? Like you guys have got to remember, never send me lists or anything like that. That if you don't like send me a physical copy that I can easily get to. Like if it's a text message, I'll forget it. Uh, what are you searching for? Um, I need. Snowflake Obsidian, Lotus Flower, Desert Rose, Lodestone, Ivory, Black Onyx, and Potash. Okay. Um, do those have uh, monetary value associated with them? or Because those sound expensive. Uh, most of them are... In... The Lotus Flower, the Lodestone, Ivory are fairly cheap. Okay. Uh, six or eight gold an ounce. Okay. Uh, well, cheap for alchemy ingredients. <laughs> Snowflake Obsidian is 18 gold an ounce. Uh, Black Onyx is 50 an ounce. And the Desert Rose is 80 an ounce. Just because I don't want to do math, I'm going to yeah. trust you to do the math. Yeah. This wow. shop is going to have everything that you need because I rolled pretty well for that one. Um, they will have pretty much all of what you need. Um, but they're going to charge those standard rates that you just listed off, and I'm not going to do math because I am the dumbass that doesn't do good at math and plays the math rock game. <laughs> yeah, this is also part of the crafting stuff that we agreed yep. on. Oh, yeah, you're enough. good. You're totally good. I'm totally okay with that. So um, I'm just – I'm not going to try and and do math yeah. off the top of my head right now. Oh, perfect. Thank you. Thank you, uh, Nate. <laughs> Technology, it's great on occasion. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to ask if they know if there's a uh, somewhere that I could rent to test some new alchemy recipes. That's a good question. So not here in town. They don't know. Any, there's not really a place here. Um, and he says this. He kind of gives you a little bit of a of a the whisper. He says because uh, apparently the owner of this shop is associated with the Order of Ethereal Change. So he's able to test within the Mage House them, itself. And out he says outside of that, there's no really here in Talcabaja. There's really not a lot of outside alchemists outside of shops, and most shops aren't going to gonna let you work in their theirs uh he says that there is uh there's a couple of spaces in um as saji which is the town to the east um that's the one if you guys remember from the description that's kind of sits on the clip on the the embankments that rises up um that's probably a couple hours away oh actually i haven't given you guys that description i wrote that description this week so um it's a town to the east that um that there are spaces there. There's also uh, one of the five major schools of magic is located in that city as well. And it's the School of Invention. And they always have some spaces available for rent. And then um, he is also going to give you the name of a wizard who lives up north by the, the foot of the, um, the Blood Teeth. And so he's going to give you 
that name in just a moment. As soon as I come up with one. <laughs> right. No, I have one. I, I'm looking for a pin so ah. I can write it down and not forget it. It's, so it's the other version of <laughs> where the fuck did I put that? Not hold on, let me pull up the random name generator a couple of times. I always have the random name generator pulled up. It's always up, just for this reason. It's a couple of refreshes, though. Yeah. So, you are looking for a wizard by the name of Brosik, like or Brosak, like like Cossack, but with Bro, and it's Brosak Wraithbeard. He is a. I know, right? It's too good. I had once I saw that I had to keep it. Uh, he is a dwarf who is not native to the continent, but came up here to, and this is all coming from the, um, from the guy who owns this shop. Uh, he came here, went to school at the school of invention there in Asaji. And, um, he was very experimental in his alchemical concoctions. And so they kicked him out. The or so the order of ethereal change actually runs all three of the major cities here on the continent. And they said, you can't do your, your thing here because you're going to hurt somebody. And so he set up a lab way up north in the desert, and uh, he would tr do a lot of trading with the tribes of the desert. That sounds like exactly the place I need to test these. <laughs> you're going to like him. I did not mean this. This was supposed to be a really quick chapter to get you up to the next level, and it is turning into something else. <laughs> it's what we do. Yep. <laughs> uh, any anytime I plan a long chapter for a table, they go they burn through it super quick. And whenever like, oh, we're just gonna do this, we're gonna get through, we're gonna do a cool level, we're gonna make it, you know. And then it's like, well, two months later, we we finished <laughs> it. <laughs> it's fine. We just. Leave it organic. We're going to flow. <laughs> I think we should name our group Fuck Around and Find Out. Because we definitely <laughs> fuck around and the find Fafos? out. Fafo. 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 Yeah. Fafo. Oh, Fafo. Yeah, Fafo. Yeah. So Fafo. Fafo. It's like FOMO. That's going in the description today. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly right. Either that or the episode title. Fafo. Right. <laughs> Everyone's going to be like, what the fuck is this? And then they're going to listen to the episode and be like, oh. As always, family, thank you so much for listening. I know we're not at the end of the episode, but like, I've noticed that our, our, our numbers have continued to rise, and so we always do have to show our appreciation. We do put a lot of work into this, so we, we do appreciate your time and effort listening to that. So, Was there anything interesting that might catch my eye in this shop? Uh, this one, probably not. I mean, you're more than welcome to roll. The thing is, is this is a, a non-completed stuff with the exception yeah. of maybe there's some potions and vials that would that would be here i got an uh, 11 uh are you interested in health potion more health potions i have to i think i'm doing okay yeah. the only uh, there's th there is one that would catch your eye um oh, what is that one called what's the one that makes you bigger the potion potion of growing potion of growth? growth yeah if that gets to Sark's buying it straight up. <laughs> there is, it is a um, kind of this like weird, sickly blue color, right? It looks really gross, huh. but it definitely draws your attention. Like Barbasol? <laughs> <laughs> I 
That's a good description. That's a good description. I'm yeah. like, what, what's, uh, what's the deal with this guy? It's a po- that is a growth potion. It's a potion of growing. So you grow larger if you drink it. This is a sex thing. <laughs> it not necessarily a sex thing. It can be a sex thing because we don't kink shame in this place. How much is it? Fifty gold pieces. Sark just goes sunk and picks it up, stashes it, and walks out. <laughs> for, for fifty gold pieces, <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> I'm gonna have to ask Sark about his sex life. <laughs> <laughs> we all should ask Sark about his sex life. <laughs> yes. Actually, say that out loud. Yes, I yes. say it out loud. I'm gonna go, hey, and I say it to the clerk. <laughs> I was standing next to you. So it it gets no. I don't recommend it. <laughs> the only thing that would maybe interest Sid here would be like a potion of giant strength. Uh, he, not here. There's not one here. So the only but potions the that were. I hadn't put it out there to start wanting it to begin with. Uh-huh. <laughs> I forgot. I forgot that you wanted it. I I don't know. That's probably why it was in my mind. But I also think it's hilarious. Oh yeah, like a growth potion. I think it's hilarious. So all it was is there was. So you see that the typical standard health potions. There's yeah. also one gold health potion, like a gold-looking elixir, and then that singular uh, potion of growth was was it. So those are your options. I'll take the gold potion. And do you have any recipes that you want? You might be okay willing to sell. My my recipes are all proprietary. I don't sell that information. That's fair. It was worth a shot. The gold one is the uh, the big boy, the 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 highest level of um, the twelve D four. Yeah, I think it's yeah. actually, is it that one or is it more? Than, I think it might be more than that, but it's it's the highest level of of it. It is uh, two hundred platinum. Oh, never mind. I won't take that one. <laughs> two hundred platinum. Yeah. All of my money is currently invested. In a half-built building. (laughs) You actually have more money than me. (laughs) I'm not spent shit, and I don't have the money. We're shocked. (laughs) Damn. Yeah. Sark has plenty to spend. That's Mm -hmm. kind of why he was like, that's my potion. Right? Yeah. It's a potion of it's a potion of supreme healing, which is ten d four plus twenty. That was close. That was pretty big. Yeah. Hence, hence why it's so expensive. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like the uh, one thing that I can I can act, actually uh, value correctly. <laughs> we haven't gathered in this whole game, this whole session today, which somehow became a shopping episode. Um, I'll take the blame. <laughs> That's fair. That's my fault. I'll, I will grab it before, without even asking what it is. He'll grab it and be like, "I'll take this." And do you have any recipes? Like two hundred platinum. Very carefully pick it back up and put it back where it was. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what, that's when he tells you that the all of the all of the recipes are proprietary and that he does not sell them. However, <laughs> that if you do visit Asaji, there are quite a few of the alchemists there that will have recipes uh, and that they will be available for you. And that is Morgan's way of saying he doesn't have anything on hand. <laughs> I have no fucking clue. I, I didn't actually expect to get anything from him, but you gotta ask. No, and I actually appreciate you asking because it reminds me to to either make some stuff up or find something for you. So, um, so that is that. Um, you stop by the Nine Brothers. 
they tell you that uh, the casks, and you say that the six casks, they will be gone by dawn. Sweet. That rhymed. It didn't mean to, but hey, uh, gone by dawn. Goblins are weird. And it is. It's the the two, um, the two goblins that that are there, and they are just kind of sitting there. And at this point, the evening, it's like the shop is pretty much getting ready to close. The the two goblins, uh, Plack and Jack, are sitting there, and they are they're sharing a cup of tea. Um, go ahead, and who all walks into the um, to the nine brothers? Is it still the four of us? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Everybody. Yeah. I need I need the four of you to make insight checks for me real quick. It's one of my best rolls so far tonight. I got fifteen. Sid, fifteen. Fourteen. Inside, inside. Sixteen. Okay. Twenty. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that sounds right. Uh, So all of you can can get the sense that there is more than just a working relationship between these two. So Sark, you you get the pretty you get the sense, and this is going to be kind of like it's kind of a hybrid insight slash perception. You also notice that they are both wearing uh, like wedding rings, and it, it appears that these two that uh, Pleck and Jack are married to each other; that they are partners. <laughs> nice. So. Sark makes no comment. Just... It's it's not often. I I, I sometimes try, have to to sledgehammer it in that this is an accepting world where it's okay for two goblins to love each other no matter what. Okay. I, I'm already thinking of a single by Necrogoblicon <laughs> named Goblin Love. <laughs> Sark will float the idea of kind of like a wished for minimum price on the barrels. Yeah, yeah, totally. They, they write it down. And they will. They. Um, it seems that Pleck is the uh, the salesman in this case. He's the secretary, and uh-huh. Jack. He is just the uh, um, kind of the warehouse, the strength, the muscle. So yeah. uh, Pleck does say that he will um, he will not sell for anything less than thirty five. But uh, because of what it is, he anticipates a rate of a minimum of forty five, possibly more, a cask. Then we will be happy to probably make return trips. Yeah. So uh Black looks over to to Jack. I did not mean for those to be so similar sounding. I just again random name generator. I'm like, oh I like that one. Oh, I like that one. <laughs> uh, Do I get names? What's that? Uh Do no, I... they uh and not unless Sark, Ellen, and Sid introduced. Gotcha. Would it any of I know probably Ellen Sark didn't. I think we're all couple I go, hi Plack, hi Jack. So there you go. I think that would be Jed. Yeah. I think Sid would do that. <laughs> at the at the end of the interaction with them, um, I'm just like, like as everybody's leaving, right? I'm like, did you guys change your names when you got married? <laughs> not, not at all. It just happened to be. It's just a happenstance. Um, this is Jack speaking. Yeah. Um, Unfortunately, because um, not a lot of goblins goblins here in town, we do get mixed up from time to time. So yeah, I, yeah, I bet you do. At, le- at least everyone here knows that Pleck and Jack are the goblin couple that sells your goods. So 
Alright. Sark's gonna pop his head back in and just be like, organics, they're always brewed, and leave. <laughs> <laughs> and right there, that's where we're gonna leave off for this section, and we will take a real quick break, and we'll be back in just a few minutes. Welcome back, everybody, to Campaigns of Concoctions, where we lost track of time because we ran the gambit of conversation topics. I can't even keep track of them all. Uh, so what do we have on drinks? But before we do, John, your new tattoo is starting to look good. It's coming through. It's coming through. i got to say that. Thank you. So I'm glad I got to see it. So but drinks, drinks, drinks. Uh, I made two more sidecar variants. Uh, we went with the Amaro theme, and we subbed out the um, the Quantro in a sidecar for Plum uh, Amaro from Gargoyle, and that's what uh, that's what our, our friend Dustin is drinking. We also subbed out the same thing, but we used the normal Gargoyle Amaro, and because we ran out of Remy Martin Cognac, it has also. Uh, three quarters of an ounce of Batavia Ararak, which is like a rum adjacent spirit that comes from Indonesia. It's got some rice, red rice in it in the mash. It's delicious. It's not there yet though. So I would say this is a this is a beverage that is in a proto stage and has potential. The one with the plum is delicious. The one with the plum yeah, is it's very good. good. They're both very good. The plum is the better of the two, in my so, opinion. Yeah, the Ararak one is very much a draft stage to be fulfilled later. Yeah. I do love, love that Ararak stuff though. It's oh, really yeah, cool. Yeah. And Jared, right. I made I don't know what it, it, I haven't tried it really yet besides straw testing. Um, two ounces Kraken rum, like a Kraken. half Kraken. a Kraken rum, Kraken. A heavy quarter ounce pour of velvet from Falernum. Thank you. That uh, four dashes of Angostura bitters, two dashes of orange bitters, and a quarter ounce of my homemade. Uh, grenadine. That's super nice, dude. You the 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 air the bitters really shine through. Both of them, you can really taste them in there. Sure, it tastes good. All right. Well, with that, we we um have the four exiting the uh the nine brothers returning back to the Sherleen. Is there anything that anyone would like to do? Um, what is your, what is the six of yours plan? Because you know that the casks of uh, Haven Reserve rum will be off the ship by by dawn. Um, what is y'all's plan? I want to try and talk the other three into not taking main drags and walking back through side roads and alleys while okay. I stealth around them okay. and other than that i'm fine with leaving whenever they're ready to leave okay you're you're just gonna try and and make a real quick uh sparrow what is it what is it that uh they call it in in um sherlock holmes the 
the the kids, the kids spy network, right? Your regulars. Yep. The yeah. The bacon. bacon. Kind of. I'm also just seeing. I'm putting to test the rumor that is the don't walk around the alleys at night. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> you were bait. Maybe. As soon as Fantastic. I see, as soon as I can't see Sark anymore, and I realize he's gone, I'm gonna start talking about how much we just got paid. <laughs> Excellent. I know, and I have all these fancy new trinkets. Look at this one. This one's so, this one's green, and this one's red. I think they look nice. I bought a they nice do. new thing. It's an 18 for stealth. <laughs> I, Kurt, Curtis, I don't think I don't think you went with them. Did did, did you? Soa and, you, SOA and Patrice are back on the boat. But. Okay, I want to make sure that that's what I thought. Yeah. <laughs> also, Jared just dropped a mini in his drink. It was, it was fantastic. A <laughs> it was, it's a beautifully painted slot. He was trying to put on his drink so he could take a picture. And, and, it's straight it's in. No and the slot was liquid. <laughs> okay, so 18 for stealth for, for Sark. Yep. And then everyone else. Um, you're acting up a little bit there, L, right? Yeah, I, I know what Sark's doing. Performance <laughs> check. Give me a performance check, bro. <laughs> I, I'm down for some uh, active self-defense. <laughs> uh, that's an 18. <laughs> nice. Very nice. Yeah. What it, What is uh, the passives of Sid, Scald, and um, L? For white, for Passive perception. perception. Yours is high. I think mine's a fourteen. Yeah, mine's mine's fourteen. Six. Six plus ten. Sixteen. Sixteen. Fourteen. Eleven. Okay. I might be the only one that can see myself when I do this. Right. That's fair. That's fair. Um. So, I need, but I also need uh, Sid and Skull to roll insight checks for me real quick. <laughs> There's a lot going on right now, so I need... 12. Same thing I was done. 15. Uh, I'm going to say that, oh no, Skull, because of your experience, you probably get a sense of what's going on. Uh, you, get it a, you get a sense that the three of, that, so Sid and Skull, like, we're we're living the meme of Mac, of Mad Max, right? That's bait, you know. We're living it right now. Um, so you guys get a sense of what's going on. Uh, so, uh, but L actually, and I think L would know this. Like he just doesn't. He's not very like kind of perceptive of the the space around him, which is why he likes to have Sark around. But sure. Sid, Sid and Scald, you guys because. Uh, L is being so loud. You guys are keeping an eye out and you guys are seeing, uh, you do see some heads popping over. Like the sun hasn't like fully set yet. Like it's really dark in the alleys, but like, if you look up, there's still a little bit of the glow of the day left and you can kind of see like darkened figures kind of peeking over the, uh, the parapets of the building looking down on you. Sure. You kind of get a sense that maybe there's some people following you, but no one at this point is making any kind of aggressive movements towards you. So uh, this yeah. pretty much goes on. Um, I need Sark. We're just. I'm just gonna have you make one roll for this. 
Uh, what would a uh, persuasion check for me, please? That's what. Balls. <laughs> well, you're trying to convince people. Yeah, that's fine. Are well, we trying to convince people? I'm good at that. <laughs> <laughs> of course. That seems fitting. I rolled a five, but that means it's a three. Yeah, you think you. The kids are taking your fruit. You know that. The kids are taking your fruit. You you think that they like you, but you're not getting a lot of sense of anything, right? Like, you can't. You don't know how successful you are, right? That's fine. But the. Um, yeah, the four of you are able to make it. You kind of wind through some alleyways coming back to the south. And you're able to make it back to the Sherlene. You're unaccosted, but the whole time Sid and Scald get the sense that they, you guys are being intently watched as you are walking through everything. You get back to the Sherlene, and uh, SOA and Patrice are there. Um, is there anything that Patrice and, and SOA would have done while the two of you were alone? We would have been uh, practicing. Uh, I would have been trying to ask SOA to teach me how to play my ocarina. Okay. Anything um, for you? No, no. Just uh, do, 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 do we have a role for that? We had in the past. I know. I'm trying to remember. remember. It's been it's been a while since we've done it. I think it was performance. So for both right. of you. I'm going to use another sorcery point and roll again. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm banishing one of my d20s currently. Hey, hey, motherfuckers. Hey, uh, motherfuckers. It's time to drink. Time to drink. Right. <laughs> motherfuckers drink. Drink. Mini paint and everything. That drink's delicious. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm taking that was a, a natural 20 for Curtis. Correct. For a total of? Are you marking them? Um, oh, I didn't mark them. Uh, for a total of 28. And then you had a dirty 20, I, I heard, SOA? Yes. Oh, my God. This was the first time that you guys have ever been able to be in sync. Right? Like, Patrice is, actually has a little bit of natural talent. He's been he's been progressing and everything. But SOA has been very frustrated with, his, with her uh, forced-upon pupil. But uh, at this point, the... The music flows out. There is an eerie quantity to it as you play it. Um, it's one of those things where where things some you know sometimes it just it just the notes have that that timber that sound that come out of this ocarina. And as the four uh, members of the party come to join you two, the four of you hear uh, the sound of. Um, the ocarina, the bone flute being played that gives a little bit of surrealness as mist is floating in from the ocean as the as the night cools. Um, are you playing anything along with it, SOA, or are you just kind of standing there assisting and listening? I'm, I'm, just, I'm just assisting and listening. Okay. So that is what the four of you hear as you come, come back uh, afloat. Um, for the rest of the evening, is there anything anyone else would like to do? 
because what I think what we're going to do is we will, if the six of you are good with it, we are going to take off the next morning because I think that's what you guys want, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. As we walk out, as we we get close enough that I can, we can start hearing the music as we're walking back. I was just coming up, man. No, we're never going to get to hit anybody. We got creepy music and everything. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yes. Go ahead. Point and go. Damn it! I had a soundtrack to it this time. <laughs> <laughs> we definitely need to leave in the morning. We're never going to get to hit anybody here. <laughs> Yeah, this is un- this is fortunately or unfortunately, depending on your perspective, not a town that is inherently dangerous. Um, there's just that you know, there's certain places where like you know, that's just there's not that undercurrent of of threat, and this is one of them. Uh, but the night is fairly quiet. The um, as you awake the next morning at sunrise, um, those of you who do get the report from the the overnight watch that two goblins came and having given the correct way to enter the the ship that they removed the six casks of um of rum and that they will on your return have payment for you and that they look forward to seeing you again here in town uh but the sun rises. Captain McKenzie is shouting orders. Breakfast has been served. And the shirling corkscrews up into the sky. Mm. Once it reaches its optimal height, it is easy to view the surrounding areas of not only Tau Kabahad, but Wudan. And if I could get everyone to make a quick perception check for me, please. Go in the, go in the hole. Nice. Holy shit. Oh, Again? Fuck. Yes. Same dice, right? Same die. Wow. What were we rolling? Perception. Perception. 13. Okay. What was that? Nine. Nine. Okay. 14. Natural 20 for a 21. Drink. Nice. Christ. Yes! Drink. Curtis is trying to make me not go home for a while. <laughs> He's doing his hardest damn day. I gotta get up at like five fucking thirty to go skiing tomorrow, guys. I will oh. be at the gym at five forty-five tomorrow. So it sounds so rough. Um, and then L and Sark, what did you guys roll? Dirty twenty. I got a fourteen. So everyone but Skjald can take a good peek at this. So looking to your left and your right, you can see in the distance two additional cities. The one to the east appears to be built into a series of embankments, the buildings glowing in the morning sun. You watch as a dozen of flying ships leave and arrive. To the west, on a flat plain bordering a large river delta, you see a gray, walled urban area. Here, a majority of the movement seems to arrive from the sea and navigate the delta. As you begin to travel north... It becomes clear that Wudan is not as lush as its initial perspectives demonstrate. Approximately 10 miles north of the coast, a desolate and barren landscape takes shape. Mottled browns and gray cover the interior of this tear-shaped continent. The predominant northerly winds continue to carry that sharp spice smell, reminding you of sensations of heat and sweet. It's going to take you approximately four days to reach 
the base of the blood teeth. As you fly over the desert, you see lines of camels marching across the sands and craggy terrain. They all seem to be heading in a generally northerly direction. On your second night, you see what appears to be a camp. Bedouin-style tents and camels surround a huge bonfire in the center. On the morning of the fourth day, the mountains have become very clear and distinct in the background of the landscape. Having received coordinates and a map from the Nine Brothers, um, are you guys heading it towards uh, Strawwich? Yes. Unless I can talk them into stopping at Wraithbeards first. Uh, you didn't get a good direction of, of Wraithbeards under, other than that it was to the north and near the mountains. That was all you got. Okay. I'm going to stop in Strawwich anyways to ask further directions. Yeah. Because you know... Yarthar Gorlax. Yeah, that guy. Yeah. Yarthar will probably have eyes on a rogue alchemist that got shunned for experiments. And if not, we can stop by whatever the other city is on the way back and ask, since they're the ones that kicked him out. Fair. So, as it's it's fairly easy to find this this city. It is it's truly is an oasis in the desert. Um, you see kind of that traditional uh, Arabic city situated in the desert with um, palm trees and lush gardens lining the interior of a walled uh, compound. Uh, it looks like it's a village large enough to host probably about 1,500 people. You see the uh, hard, hardened tracks of... Um, paths that have been worn by centuries of horse and camel footsteps. Um, they seem to just kind of arbitrarily move away from the city. Captain McKenzie deftly guides the ship, and as it comes down to the ground, um, it floats probably about six inches. You watch as he had whispered to first mate and she had walked down uh, underneath and you hear some sort of mechanical device start to turn in the interior workings of the ship and it's at that point when the the descent of the the Sherlene slows down and you feel it almost like it lands on a bubble of air Um, cabine ladders are dropped down so if a cabine ladder is like a um, wood beams attached to like either wire or rope. Um, and those reach to the ground and that's going to be the way that you uh, both enter and exit the vessel. From Clark. Your... Go ahead. Clark just jumps off. Yeah, you're fine. Uh, <laughs> I'm not even going to have you roll that dexterity check. So Slow uh, fall. Three point landing. It's gonna be awful on the knees. (laughs) Hero landing! Hero landing! (laughs) The six of you uh, descend to the dried and rough earth that leaves um, as you walk dust billows around your feet. You walk to the entrance of Straw Witch, where upon entrance you hear the distinct sound of running water. 
it seems that this town, this village, is one of fountains. You walk to the interior. The main road is fairly, uh, fairly simple. It lines the north, near the north end of the wall, and it's available to you. You're going to, um, as you walk in, there are a mixture of goblins, dragonborn, and orcs. Seems that these are the predominant tribes of the desert, which you have been told is Les Sables Brulants. It's the name of the desert. You have that tropey old west moment where every head turns towards the six of you as you enter the town. Because we ain't from around here. And that's where we'll pick up in two weeks. <laughs> you guys took way longer than I anticipated for you guys to get up here. We yeah, didn't even fair. get through half yeah. of my notes. Now, yeah. granted, my notes are four pages long at this point. Right, but... right. So uh, that's where we'll pick up next week. Uh, thank you, everyone, as always, for listening to Campaigns and Concoctions. We greatly appreciate it. We know that you have a plethora of options when it comes to actual play TTRPG podcasts. Any listener that we have, we really do appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, before we go, does anyone have anything they want to pitch? They want to thank you, anything like that? Nothing um, specific. No? Awesome. Well, with that, um, you can always find us, all of our interwebby things. Uh, down is in the show, the show notes. You can also find us on Instagram at Campaign Options Pod. And until next time, train well. well.